0: I'm Kenny.
1: And I'm Jonathan. And welcome to We're Too Literary, a podcast where we break down and analyze some of our favorite media and discuss how it influences us and our writing.
0: Nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the beginning here, we may not be the most structured podcast you've ever listened to, which I'm sure is expected a little bit, because it's episode one. Is it? Or four. At this point... <laughs> Who There's knows? no episode numbers yeah. because everything's...
1: It's a fly by number system. Sure. Do whatever we put out.
0: I mean, and we'll, we'll only add episode numbers when there are, you know, follow-throughs on a series, right? So we'll be talking about movies, TV shows, books, comics, maybe even other podcasts and their stories. And talk about how... As you said, it influences us and our writing, and also just so that we can talk about some other things that we'd love to talk about when it comes to, you know, how a new show is going, and that's why we're bringing you our thoughts on Halo Episode One, the Paramount Plus picture or series. Well, that was Showtime. I don't so know. So the opening credits say it's a Showtime production, which makes me think that Showtime and Paramount are obviously.
1: They're probably owned by the same people, or they're yeah, the same. the the same group, right? But that's fine. And I mean, it was a doozy of an episode.
0: Right off the rip, we're introduced to a rebel colony, colony, right? Not so much a rebel colony, or at least as
1: I gather, it's more like a rebel outpost on this colony. Yeah. I don't know if the whole colony is under rebellion, but certainly this like outpost is.
0: Right. And we meet Kwan and her friends, which, shoot, I always forget. My bad. Caution, spoilers ahead. If you have not watched episode one of Halo, then you may not want to listen to this episode of our podcast just yet, because it's going to be rife with spoilers. How could it not be? Exactly, because we're talking about it. Yeah. And if you're here to listen to it, well, then you probably knew what you were getting into, but... That's not to say that you didn't accidentally click on this one, thinking it was a different episode, and went, "Wait a minute, we're talking about Halo. I haven't watched that yet. Get me out of yeah. here." <laughs> 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 I mean, honestly, though. So yeah, we we kind of start off Halo with that aerial shot of the dunes of the of the outpost, yeah. and then uh, we lean in. It's like the year twenty five fifty two. Yep. Um, and we see like a very guarded looking outpost Uh, seems to be you know structured well but we're introduced to an element that like completely detracts from what we already know of how halo one the video game started Sure, and i think this is going to be a great one to dissect because of our history with the halo games as well as at least for me i've read several of the books
1: I've read um, at least the first two. At yeah. least the first two back in the day. Right. What? The Fall of Reach and... Um, the Flood? The Flood,
0: and then after that, I think it's... The Coal Protocol, or...? No, Coal Protocol was separate. Okay. We're not we're not worried about the books so much. We're not going to delve too far into the timeline, but I am going to go back and forth on just kind of touching on things where it's like, okay, it's interesting how they decided to change this. Sure. Because, right? I
1: mean... As it's already been out for a couple of weeks now when we're getting to it, there has definitely been, it seems like, a lot of hate for it. And I feel like that probably comes from the rabbit fans more than anyone else.
0: I would agree, yeah.
1: And, you know, I haven't read all the things that have been said. There are probably some good points in there and there's probably some stuff that people are just, you know, sticking to for whatever reason. You yeah, not understanding that adaptations change. And they were very upfront from the beginning about this. It was to be this silver timeline in which it,
0: like, has an alternate telling right. of what happens. Right. And I can be okay with that. Although I wasn't paying attention, maybe, when they were originally discussing it. If they had really made that, like, abundantly clear. Because getting into it, I was kind of anticipating this we're getting ready for the flood, but this is supposedly, and i I could be wrong here i haven't done it I haven't done enough research, but this is supposed to be pre-reach right fall of reach I believe so. I mean, in this episode, we see
1: reach and it's full scale you know military city bright lights, people are happy. I don't think the covenant's reached reach yet
0: right, and because this is a silver timeline, so as we get into the episode, we we learn a, a little bit about this outpost. We learn that uh, one of the lead characters, Kwan, she's not interested in staying at the outpost. She wants to get out into the out into the stars and and get off that rock. Yep. And then they make it very easy for her to just be like, you know what, I guess I have nothing left to be here for, so I'm gonna leave. But not necessarily by choice. That's fair. Um, even though her choice was to leave it wasn't by choice that she left um and so we're already in a in a space where like the flood's not going to be a part of this at least not right away they have been greenlit for a season two so we know that the story is going to continue and i feel like they're going to like unless the end of season one has anything to do with the fall of reach we're probably not going to see the fall of reach for a while we may not see it like this is a whole new timeline correct we may never see
1: the fall of reach i'm assuming we're gonna have to see the halo ring at some point it's such an integral part of the story but who knows
0: right so let me let me just go ahead and kind of throw in some quick recap here basically the end of the episode like we go throughout the episode chief is fighting with himself he's touched the artifact that belonged to the forerunner's and had some flashbacks that made him realize that maybe he has some locked memories that he can unlock eventually and understand his own past. Because he's overwritten whatever brainwashing they've they've implied on him. And now we're to the point of where this almost seems like a sudden rebellion against what could potentially be um, the the Spartans not siding with UNSC. Sure. Which totally Totally breaks the mold of what Halo was in the video games. Now we've acknowledged it's a separate timeline. Correct. But how are they gonna write this from here? Is Chief gonna become an enemy of the of the UNSC? Is
1: Well, yeah, you know, especially with the way they end it, with the you know, blasting off, leaving Reach behind, take not following orders, them trying to. You know, not kill him, but subdue him, and then him overcoming overcoming that. Like, it seems like a bit of a reach. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to come up a lot when you name your planet Reach. Honestly. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to feel like it's warranted for the payoff of him coming around and working with the UNSC again. Because it definitely yeah. seems like the Spartans are, you know, absolutely loyal to Halsey
0: above all else. Right. And and we see that with Halsey like recognizing the upcoming threat of the UNSC against her Spartan project. She orders the other Spartans of Silver Team to protect Master Chief at all costs, Correct. including Friendly Fire. Um, and then that whole situation gets avoided because chief touches the artifact again causing an entire reboot of the of the systems on reach and then they're able to take off without any opposition and and go off into into space yep uh which basically is where the episode leaves off so at this point you know we've got a lot of questions that i feel like need to be answered um which is the mark of of good storytelling at this point right sure you know, we're, we're leading into what is going to be answers across the series, I hope. Hopefully. I mean, I do feel like they're kind of
1: setting up the series to be kind of like a gritty war drama. I mean, it was pretty brutal watching the Covenant take out the magical base.
0: And granted, we did not see every individual weapon in that the Covenant was using. But I will take issue with the fact that the... Consistency of the damage the weapons cause seem to vary, because when we initially encounter the Covenant and they're taking out all of Quan's friends, they're basically getting obliterated. They're vaporized. They're exploded into bits. These weapons are no joke. Correct. And then they get into the outpost, and suddenly people are able to take flesh wounds. Correct. Or if not flesh wounds, like. How
1: are these plasma weapons not just shredding through everything? Yeah. I mean, I get, you know, when the Spartans drop in the mas- and Master Chief has the shield, it protects them. Mm-hmm. And it's able to stop the weapon fire that way. But the regular humans, you know, are crouching behind ford explorers and chevy tahoes <laughs> right <laughs> like quite literally yeah i believe that was some of the vehicles didn't we th- it, think we spotted a suburban or something right? something like that <laughs> you know not up on my 90s u.s uh suvs <laughs> right back in the day yeah but they
0: were there 600 years later still rocking yep and for whatever reason the covenant weapons didn't seem to do a whole heck of a lot to the to the vehicles and such i mean they put up a
1: fight for a bit
0: yeah the the humans fought back and they actually fought back well enough to get along until the spartans arrived and helped with the rest but of course now this is one of those things where i i find it interesting how the storytelling goes and uh and that for me is like where where do i see a moment in a show really progress the story so much as uh, maybe it just changes the tone. Like, I'm usually about choices and actions and results being about a, a forward momentum to telling that story. Sure. And they choose to provide a rather slow death for the general of the outpost, who happens to be Quan's father. Yeah. Um, they paid 8 ton of homage to all of the halo fans by including the sounds of the shields being knocked out and powering back up they even brought in the energy sword which was pretty wicked to actually see on the screen yep. like that and that's how general ha dies is through
1: energy the, sword through the gut
0: yeah through, through the painful. torso it was a bummer but yeah. I also looked at it and I was like, "Where? Do, how does that progress the story? All it does is make it so that Quan is 100% alone when they could have actually kept him as an ally. I don't see how writing his character out so soon necessarily changes much other than to just say Quan's completely alone now.
1: Sure. It's a good point. I don't think it's quite a needless death. I do think it plays into Quan's motivation. To try and live up to the example that her father set. Like you see her not work with UNSC and just, you know, provide the propaganda that they want from her about how the Spartans saved the day without getting what she what her father wanted in return, which was for her colony to be free.
0: And independent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does strengthen her resolve to continue her father's work. Um, And for all we know, he may have just submitted to the idea of being like, all right, well, just for the safety of the colony at this point, we'll submit to the whole Spartan propaganda. Sure. And
1: I mean, I I believe she's going to be an audience stand-in. And if her father had been alive
0: after going through all that trauma, why would she leave? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, she might have stayed to help rebuild the colony. Um, It's hard to say. I guess there's a few angles that that could take, but we'll say it wasn't totally needless. It did help progress the story in the sense that she was planning on getting off the rock, but, you know, it's always uh, sad to see somebody become completely orphaned from her entire colony. I would agree. They definitely didn't shy away from this being as brutal as it would feel as if there were in fact flood because like if they were to do the flood that would be a whole nother level of. if they're
1: going to do the flood they're going to build up to the flood the flood's not going to be right off the bat
0: well and we know that the flood was a greater threat even than than the covenant initially um but they had to deal with one before they could deal with the other correct Overall, I'm not disappointed in the series, and I'm 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 a big big fan of Halo. I loved the the storylines behind Halo. I thought they were great. Um, with with a few ex, few minor exceptions to how things kind of got as the as the series progressed, video game wise, but we won't go into great detail on that now. Um, I'll just say that like thus far, I have a feeling this is going to be a very entertaining show, and that now that they're rewriting the story a bit and making it its own timeline that's not canon to the video games it definitely leads a leads us with a mystery like we don't know where this is necessarily going to go we don't know what's going to happen next and we've got at least 3 episodes that we need to catch up on to yep. uh, be caught up with recording these per episode correct <laughs> per per
1: yeah per, we'll get there yep and you know it'll be interesting to see what the difference is between the Halo TV show and the Halo game. I've played a good majority of them. I don't remember all the details, but it is, you know, so one thing I want to talk about is just the oddity in trying to portray the UNSC as a pretty, maybe not evil, but definitely morally gray entity. Like the whole Article 72 of wanting uh, Master Chief to kill Quan because she wouldn't work with them.
0: Yeah. And him being like, eh, yeah, eh, pass.
1: Like, he's already ready to start turning against orders that are given to him, which it feels quick. It doesn't feel earned. You know, we'll see that probably build as a season goes because he's, it's not going to be one Spartan against the entire universe. Like, that is very unrealistic, which is kind of what I feel like they're trying to set with the whole idea of. Pretty much everyone in the colony dies before Master Chief shows up. Like, there's a lot of people dead. That room full of kids get completely slaughtered. You know, they're trying to establish that people aren't going to get saved in the nick of time. And, you know, Master Chief's a superhero, so to speak. But he's He's not
0: the I'm-there-in-time savior. Yeah. He's not not a Spider-Man swooping in at the last second. He's not a Superman... Coming in for the for the save, from the from the fall from the sky,
1: exactly, you know, he will save the day, but people are going to die, yeah, that's why you know, I kind of feel like it's a little bit more of a, like a war drama than a superhero, you know, fantasy,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, I can agree. Um, I think that the angle that they've taken with the brutality of it does. Really settle in the idea of the fight against an alien culture that that we've never encountered before, but they haven't touched much on the religious aspects that they've that they've incorporated in the, in sure. the original stories and stuff, which I think is an interesting way to to play it because that suggests you know like religions across the galaxy.
1: Yeah, but um, you know maybe they have it's some subtler stuff. Yeah, because on. <sighs> I forget the name of it, but the Covenant ship. There's that one creature that's referred to as the
0: Blessed One.
1: Yep. You know, Blessed oh. is pretty religious connotation there.
0: Yeah, they do open with that a little bit. We also meet the human reclaimer, um, yeah. which that was that was so in passing that it didn't have like a major impact. Episode one. Correct, but but it's
1: also a. It made you oh, compare. there's a human working with these people. What's going on here?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they were working with the covenant. Yeah, and spoke the language. Correct. It was. It was weird.
1: It was weird, <laughs> but it's also she is human. She has that. She had like a book with her that almost looked like a child's book. Maybe it's from when she grew up before she was taken by the Covenant, or somehow found herself in the hands of the
0: Covenant. It w- it does make for an interesting arc of like how did she end up there? Why? What purpose did they find in her? Okay, so one other one other thing that I wanted to like really lean in on for the fact that this is a separate timeline, it's different, is that. I did go into this with the expectation that this would be Mandalorian style. I fully anticipated that they were going to leave his helmet on. They weren't going to take it off right away. I had a feeling it would eventually come off because why not? But I figured it'd be like three quarters of the way into the season, at least kind of like they did with Mandalorian. Like they only did so to further the story plot. And they kind of did here with the whole idea that he's like, Hey, if you want to kill me, you're not getting through this armor, so let me take my helmet off and you can put one in my head. Correct. But it was like, you know, could he have gained her trust in a different way just by, you know, continuing to save the ship and leave? You know? But I guess it's not like hard-locked in his mind in the same sense that it is with Mandalorian where it's a, it's, you know, this is the way. Correct.
1: Well, and that's,
0: Kind of the thing. And
1: I mean, this is probably a good, like closing argument for us about on this episode is that the game obviously never shows you what master chief looks like, which is an intentional choice. And I believe for the game, the intention there is that you are supposed to be master chief. It's supposed to be a self insert, you know, fiction. Like you were supposed to become master chief. So, that way you feel like you're the one in issues shoes saving the day. Whereas this is a TV show and they want us to connect with characters. So we connect by seeing, you know, humans, by seeing their face, their, you know, emotions, emotions and the reactions to situations. Yep. And so I'm not surprised. Am I a little disappointed that it happened so quickly? Sure. But at the same time, I think, I would guess that they're trying to not be the Mandalorian and that they don't want a will he, will he not remove his helmet thing. Because we see the the other Spartans are probably walking around the station on Reach without their armor because they go in an awesome montage, get suited up. Yeah. So they're still human per se in that they walk around in whatever uniform they have until they need to go to combat
0: but will we ever see them did we see them outside of their armor cuz i don't we think we saw, saw the silver team without it just in just the gear up but we never saw their we faces. never
1: saw faces yeah. i think we may have seen the back of a head or something but we saw from their back them walk into
0: that gyroscope that spun them around putting the armor on. I love how it's always like a gyroscope oh. style thing too, that that like assembles them, like they basically stand there. What is that, uh, is it Da Vinci? Vitruvian, oh, Vitruvian Man, Vitruvian Man. It always seems like the design is similar like to the Vitruvian Man because of how it's wrapped it's in, the an, pose in a circle and all that. in, in yeah. the pose um and and i feel like a lot of shows have taken a leaf from that and been like we're gonna make we're gonna make it look like this no and so what i guess i'll say too is that in the end of episode one i was still kind of fanboying about the show because i actually felt pretty entertained throughout the whole thing i was too and so even as a even as a halo fan myself i don't care if somebody out there is like oh you're not a true halo fan because you liked the uh, like the episode one of the series i still think that it was very entertaining and i'm looking forward to seeing where it's going to go i'm also looking forward to the fact that this is going to be a fresh story which in a way is kind of a relief because generally we find ourselves going gosh why can't hollywood just make an original thought sure it's so often anymore that we just see remake after remake after remake. And in this case, Halo is being made on a concept that exists, but they're making something new with it. And I'm game for that. I'm ready for it.
1: Sure, and I am too, but I guess the counterpoint that to, to that would be well, if they're going to do that, why give it the Halo trappings? And not just its own uniqueness. You know, why... Call it Halo, have Master Chief, Cortana, and Halsey, and crib things wholesale, but change up how it happens and what's happening long term. And not just go with some unique storyline that involves these genetically modified super soldiers in the 25th century that are fighting back against some religious fanatical aliens.
0: It's a good point. And it's one that I will simply say they wanted to make sure that the original fan base was there. And that's fair, but... And they did, but at a cost.
1: Correct. And, you know, I'd be curious to know, maybe we need to do a poll. Like, if you would consider yourself a Halo fan, did you enjoy the show or the episode and will you keep going? Or did you hate the changes and they were too much for you? and you're not gonna keep going.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it would be very interesting to know from a poll perspective. Did you like it? Did you not? Are you a Halo fan? Are you not? Are you coming back? Or are you never gonna watch another episode? There you go. I would say, if you are viewing this on YouTube, let us know in the comments below. If you are listening to our our show here on one of the many podcast platforms, be sure to leave us a review. Tell us what you thought of the episode. Tell us what you think of our show so far. Tell us what you think about those questions. Are you a Halo fan and are you coming back to this? Because we want to know and we're going to keep going with it see how far this series goes they've already been renewed for season two from what i understand yep at the time of this recording that's been uh that has been said and confirmed online so we've got a lot to look forward to in the next uh several months years and um, correct there's some great genre television coming out yeah there really is and we're going to try and tap into a little bit of all of it so i love it you're gonna, you're gonna hear from us in all kinds of ways, a little more sporadically, just so that you can enjoy things in a not so consistent format for once. There we go. All right. Again, thank you very much for listening to uh, us discuss our love for media of all forms. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys next time. Be sure to subscribe, follow whichever form of making sure you get to be a part of our, our journey on this podcast, give us a review, make sure you let us know what you think, how it is, how it could be, all that fun stuff. And we'll see you. uh, Or we'll, we'll talk to you in the next one. Yeah. We'll
1: talk to you next time.
0: What's that a gentle fade out with no outro music and we're back for more. That's right so
1: we are just jumping into it doing a little follow-up to our halo one episode one review so to speak you know as it turns out you know it it was a struggle for us to get through that first episode and while i did finish the series or season really because it is renewed for a
0: second season right you did not i did not so (laughs) i i watched the first episode with jonathan and um after the first episode, I was like you know i'm I'm kind of excited about this series i'm I'm ready to see where it goes and then it had been a little bit since we had gotten a chance to sit down and watch that one, so it you know he he had continued uh to watch it uh during some free time because i I'll, I'll I'll be frank, we did record that one pretty early on before we had started uh started posting these live and so uh he had an opportunity to watch it and i I did not. And I'm kind of glad that I did not because, well, why don't you tell them?
1: I I don't regret it, but it was not good. Or at least it was just. It was out there and there are some just weird choices they made that I just I can't understand. I mean, admittedly, I have not. Unlike you, I have not played any of the games other than the first one. And while currently I am working my way through them. Yeah, you know, I'm still early on, so maybe the story turns out the same, but it is drastically different than what I experienced in just the first Halo alone.
0: Yeah. So this this series immediately kicks off in a way that told me that it wasn't gonna be going alongside the original storyline of Halo, which we, we we knew this going into it. We knew that it was going to be its own special timeline, but I was hoping that it would kind of like continue to pay strong tribute to what what we all know and love from the video games, because that's that's what the game is at the heart of it. It it was a, or that's what the show is at the heart of it was a, a story based on on a game. And so they tried to adapt it in a way that would work for the screen. And while I don't think that they did a poor job of doing that, per se, I don't think that the storyline that we're getting is what the people wanted.
1: I would agree. I mean, I, I understand adaptations have to take their own risks. They have to change things up because things will work for a game that they don't work for a TV show or a movie. And I have no problems with that. But the choices they made. And, you know, and like early on, I think it's the first episode, maybe the second, you know, Master Schaefer moves his helmet. I have no problem with that. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be that constant lingering question of when is it going to come off? And it will have, you know, comparisons to the Mandalorian. Yeah. So right off the bat, you know, they're trying to get away from that. And I understand. It's fine. You know, in the games, you never see Master Chief's face because he's supposed to be the player stand in. Exactly. So they're trying to give him a character. I have no problems with that. But like the fact that I don't know, like it seems like the UNSC is bad. Like they're straight up bad guys at times. You know, Halsey is fucking narcissistic and downright villainous in certain situations. And the Spartans apparently serve her above all else. Just are weird choices to make. And maybe there's stuff like that in the games that I haven't gotten to yet. You can speak to that. But from a standpoint of watching, you know, Master Chief try and save the day, it was just it just didn't sit right. I didn't like the way it kind of played out.
0: I mean I mean straight up there I think I'm trying to remember so it's been many years since I since I read the books um from Halo and I'm trying to remember how much Halsey was actually present throughout um and I and I don't remember it being done in such a way where she had essentially programmed the Spartans to you know obey her nearly faultlessly right they they Correct. just they just in the show they're listening to her 100 percent. it's you know it's her program like it's kind of weird to be to be it's kind of weird
1: it is weird i mean they they serve her they have these inhibitor chips that you know remove the emotion from them, which you know works from a story point i mean it makes sense why these super soldiers would have that but you know when they start removing this when they start questioning halsey but otherwise without it like they're just you know if halsey gives an order that is in direct you know conflict with an order from the unsc they will follow halsey yeah without without question
0: and from what you told me, that actually turns out in a few different instances to be like, oh my god, moments, um, where it was just kind of you had said it was like villainous, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, admittedly, like in the Halo games and the books, she's not a good person. I mean, they did abduct a bunch of children and experiment to turn them into, you know, Spartans. That's not that's not the sign of a good person, but other than that, I don't, obviously, not having played them. I don't know if she does worse things that you find out later, but she, in the series, does come across so cartoonishly evil and, like, constantly not caring out people about doing what she thinks is right, which is, like, causing a ton of people to die.
0: Yeah, so the main point here, though, is we would... Be happy to go through and continue to to analyze, you know, episode by episode if you, the listener, are into it. But based on what we've seen so far, it really does kind of feel like this one has set a tone for a completely different story that I would almost guarantee you every step of the way, we're probably going to want to change 90% of it. Correct. I There's mean, just...
1: at some point, might probably watch it, but... I'm not super enjoying it. I mean it's mildly entertaining until I'm like just shaking my head, wondering why they went that direction. back yeah. to Halsey. She is such a textbook. oh, I know what the right thing to do is, and I'm going to make it happen because I'm so much smarter than you
0: that yeah and that that's the narcissism right like it's <laughs> it's bad when the the driving factor ends up putting you. Putting, putting a character like that into a position where you're just like, okay, do I root for her or not? You know, it's hard. <laughs>
1: in a way, the series almost makes me think of, like, Caprica back in the day. It was yeah. this kind of interesting series that might have worked, except they tried to shoehorn it into Battlestar Galactica. Maybe... Yeah, so much ha- potential, but... And maybe Halo might have worked if they had, instead of trying to make it Halo, they'd just done their own mythos just their own characters in universe with the story they want to tell and it, right. and then not try and in that case they're not trying to shoehorn certain aspects in that just doesn't seem to work
0: yeah yeah exactly and so lately um i i need to kind of recap myself on on some of the storylines from the later video games but as the halo stories are told, like we're well beyond the current arc of the of the t v series, right? So kind of what I had mentioned before is that fall of reach hadn't even happened by like if I recall correctly, you said it there was nothing about the fall of reach in season one, and reach is still a fully occupied planet with u n s c and so it's like we're in a timeline that predates the games, and I know that. With you standing in as a shoe in for the for the main character for for Master Chief in the games, it doesn't necessarily mean that that story couldn't have been retold again, in a, a very meaningful way that could have still been quite interesting to see like, sure, Master Chief is pretty much solo throughout the video games but they could have utilized the characters that they're bringing in now and kind of added that element of like oh he's not totally alone on this he's he's making his way through and fighting the flood and the covenant and figuring out what's going on with the halos was there did they actually bring a halo ring into the mix in the season in the first season
1: I'll be honest I don't remember off the top of my head like it all kind of blurs together i don't think so there was definitely the forerunner technology i think is what it is or precursor whatever they call the ancient race and these like artifacts that john has some kind of connection to you know he's able to activate it and there's another human character that has been raised by the covenant who also has that same ability and i'm assuming at some point that will get explained and Maybe it got explained in season one and I just glossed over that. One of the times I was rolling my eyes too hard.
0: <laughs> sure. Well, and, you know, with that being said, they they deviated so much that it's kind of hard for us to feel that draw to it that you would imagine a core fan of Halo would be, right? It's we wanted to see... The story of Halo from from Halo One. At least I personally did. Let you know. I'll be fair here and say this is my own opinion. But when I was like, "Halo's being made into a show," my immediate thought was, "We're gonna get the actual Halo storyline where we're gonna see a Halo ring in the show," and and that's why I think that you're you're probably you know fine with the fact that it didn't or that you don't remember seeing a halo ring in it because something like that would have been significant enough to remember. I I really don't think that that's something that would have just been missed because the CGI behind something like that is going to be pretty substantial. And to see a halo ring on, on the big screen is going to be a big deal. And the fact that that's not even introduced in season one almost makes me want to cry because what, What is the show even? Like, I know it's about Master Chief, but might as well have just called it the Master Chief show if they aren't going to introduce a Halo in the first season.
1: And I'm fine with the buildup. The first season could have been some kind of adaptation of the fall of reach leading up to landing on the Halo ring at the end. And I'm also fine with adaptations have to work for the medium they're on. So what works for the game doesn't work for the show. But it just, like I said, it's like they scrapped Every bit of story, except for there's super soldiers and power armor and religious aliens. And now let's just fight it out across weird things.
0: And it's funny to me, uh, I I won't get too in depth on this, but I do think it's interesting when a lot of stories always just kind of have to bring in some amount of discussion regarding religion, even, even if it's made up for the sake of the series. It's always a very driving factor in things. Um, Yeah, just kind of an interesting point.
1: So, wasn't and like I said, not having played all the games, wasn't I thought the Covenant were like religious zealots in in the games. Okay,
0: yeah, no that that does stay true. It's just something that I always find kind of interesting is that that ends up being an element that that gets heavily played upon um, for a driving factor to their story progression of the Covenant's doing it for a. a reason that involves like you know appeasing their gods as it were and yeah overall though like that that's kind of that's kind of our take um of of where things went with this with this particular series it's just like every I'm very likely to go ahead and finish watching the series. And and ultimately, I would say uh, you, the listener, if you would like to if you'd like to have us continue to analyze them and really break it down the way that we're doing right now, where it's kind of like we're mostly disappointed with the result, but would be happy to tell you how we would do it differently. Just expect that a lot of it's probably going to tie into the original video games, especially for me, because that's the story I expected.
1: Well, who knows? Maybe season two will take a detour and veer back into the story of the games.
0: And that would be great. I mean, I would also say like a good opportunity for them would have been season one to actually have something to do the finale of season one. I'm speaking to this as if I watched it, but if the finale had actually had something to do with the fall of reach, and then started to connect the books, the games into something that we could we could start feeling the nostalgia of the games too and and come back on right the the game itself halo reach came out uh i'm forgetting what year that came out on but regardless it definitely utilized the other spartans as uh, as a story device and that could have easily been the way that this could have been produced was using the story of of reach and and its and its fall and then introducing the the halo itself one of them at least and uh and then just you know kind of continuing from there and so the fact that the fact that it's not going down that route does make this a, a little bit of a detractor hopefully season 2 will will show something exciting but for right now i think this will be our our halo episode and we may revisit it in the future but we'll have to see how the story plays out in the series sure and you
1: know who knows you might sit down to finally watch it and be
0: like you know what i end up really liking it and
1: you'll force me to come back and talk about it some more
0: yeah yeah that could happen that could happen
1: in the meantime i think we've i've said enough about it and how i feel and you know maybe if i sit with it some more I'll, I'll change my opinion
0: we'll find out perhaps so we'll say now thank you for joining us on our episode about halo the series and If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it may be, please drop a sub so you know when the next episode goes live and also leave us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you'd like to hear more about. If you're enjoying anything in particular about our episodes, we'd love any feedback you have to give us. And if you've got any suggestions about shows you'd like to hear us talk about or movies or books or comics, whatever it may be, let us know. Thank you for joining us for another episode of We're Too Literary. We'll see you next time.